Do you have a book report due tomorrow? Do you need to impress your in-laws at dinner? Do you need a filibuster on the Senate floor for the next 23 hours and need to know all of War and Peace? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to No Need to Read. Come gather around, it's story time with Nicholas Just Rally. There is no need to read with Nicholas Just Rally. If he's wrong, it's not a fun. Take everything with a side of salt. Come gather around for story time with Nicholas Just Rally. Welcome to No Need to Read with Nicholas Jost Riley, where Nicholas Jost Riley explains books so you don't have to read them. I'm Justin Woolhams. I'm Xander Wells. And I'm Nicholas Jost Riley, local tomb robber. And today we'll be talking the classic Old Yeller. Old Yeller, written in 1956, quickly became a beloved novel amongst children in the U.S., The book quickly received a live-action film adaptation from Disney in 1957, becoming a particular staple in pop culture to the baby boomer generation. But has the story stood the test of time? Let's dive in with resident expert, Nicholas Jost Friday. Yes, thank you so much. How familiar are you with this, Nicholas? I was there when it was written. Oh, oh, really? Wow. You were there in 1956? I am. And was. How well did you know the author? Pretty well. I, I think we were besties. To and, be of course, this book was written by... As you know. That guy. It's been it's been a while since we hung out, so, I mean, just refer to him as Bestie. Bestie. Bestie, okay. Was that a nickname you made up? Yes. Okay. I, I actually okay. started the trend of calling your best friend Bestie. Great. It, that was made. Okay, we have documentation that was made. That's fantastic. Yep. You can quote me on that. You can quote this podcast. <laughs> quote this podcast every time. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and dive in. Our tragic story takes place in the 1860s in Texas, shortly after the American Civil War. Uh, a small family lives on a farm, and due to the war, they are short on cash. So let's go ahead and meet the members of this family. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, Is is there a mom and a dad? Yes, there is a mom and a dad. Uh, We have Jonathan Warbuckle. Jonathan Jonathan Warbuckle. Warbuckle. Yes, and Mary Warbuckle. Jonathan and Mary Warbuckle. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, do they have any kids? Yes, they have two. All right, what are their names? Uh, Well, they have a son and a daughter. Uh, The son's name is Jonathan II. You know, named after his father. Johnny Two. Yep, Johnny Two, as they usually called him. Old Johnny Two. And then Sarah Warbuckle is the daughter. Jonathan and Sarah. And who's older? Uh, Jonathan is older. Jonathan. Jonathan's older. Okay. All right. So, um, so good. We have the whole family, and Mm -hmm. they're on a uh, they're on a farm, and they're short on cash due to the Civil War. Uh, So the father of the family announces that he is temporarily leaving home to take a job in Kansas to earn a better wage. Nick, go ahead. What is that job? That job, as you know, Kansas, very flat. Not a lot of things to do. But it was during the time when there were buffalo, and he was a buffalo rider. Yeah, one of those bu- cl- hold on, hold on, hold on. A buffalo rider? Yep, buffalo rider. One of those classic Kansas <laughs> buffalo riders. Kansas City buffalo rider. And what would a buffalo rider do? Uh, rides around on buffalo. <laughs> okay, but like, like what is... what? So as you know, job? buffalo are very large. Yes. They're very big. You can't use a sheepdog to herd buffalo. <laughs> so you use a larger buffalo that somebody rides to herd them around. That's, that makes sense. So you find the largest buffalo, you get someone to ride it. Yep. Great. And it takes... It takes Quite, you know, a lot of willpower to tame a large buffalo. <laughs> that makes sense. They got to bring yeah. in people from Texas. So, so yep. they would. That's true. So they would hire a buffalo rider to then herd other buffalo. Yes. Okay. In so, Kansas City. Yes, in the city of Kansas. <laughs> 
the city of Kansas. Kansas, Kansas city, city, Kansas. That's right. That's amazing. Second book we've done about Kansas. Yes. Well, this book's not about Kansas, but yeah. okay. Oh, anyway. well, your Kansas is mentioned. Well, you brought yeah, it. It's okay. strange. We're gonna find keep, Kansas keep as connecting thread through everything. <laughs> Every book has Kansas. All right, so <laughs> you know how they say all uh, all roads lead to Rome? It's all story threads go to Kansas. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Dead center in the United States. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, honestly. Point zero, something yeah. else. <laughs> All right, so the eldest son that we know now as uh, Johnny Two, Jonathan Warbuckle <laughs> II, uh, is now left in charge of the family and the farm. With this new dynamic, let's go ahead and explore the picture a little bit. Uh, what is the type of land that they live on, and what is the environment like? Well, so it's in a slightly rockier region. You know, not as flat as Kansas, and as you know, in Texas, there are some rocky areas, you know, you're on the, the ass end of that mountain range. And uh, <laughs> which, which mountain range? What mountain range? Uh, the Rockies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, they're there. There's some hills. Not a lot like you would see like deep in the mountains, but you know, there's some variation in the landscape. Sure, sure. Yes. And they're like borderline, like there's some woods, a little bit of plains, kind of hot, kind of dry. They're kind of, it's kind of, they're like in the dead center of uh, like every kind of yeah, geographical yeah, yeah, every, every geographical spot. It's kind of crazy. There's a rainforest over there somewhere. No. Yeah. If you actually go about three miles over, the next town is actually in a desert. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone knows that in the 1860s, Texas dense jungle. Mm-hmm. Dense yeah, jungle. And as you know, all those ranchers took out all the forests and those would eventually become the plains of Texas. Oh, that That's makes right. sense. So why is it dangerous like besides the environment? I mean, is there anything else? Well, as you know, it's not super populated, these areas. There's a lot of wildlife. Especially especially in the 1860s. Yeah. This is frontier life. Yeah, yeah this is frontier yeah. life. So, you know, you got bears, mountain lions, roving bandits. Yeah, that's Just true. moving that's through. True. It's fair. Which is wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, if so only they had buffalo riders. To- if only they had buffalo. Well, all the buffalo were up north. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas. And you know, they need them big plains. And Texas doesn't have those plains yet. <laughs> so the family's now in charge of the farm without their traditional patriarch. Uh, how does the family, and particularly the uh, the son, feel about running the farm as the days go on? Well, you know, he's a little overwhelmed. His dad just kind of up and left. Now he has to take, you know, the, the homestead by himself. Actually, how old is Johnny Yeah, I was going to just ask, how old John are the kids? John is 15 years old. John, John, so Johnny, too, is uh, 15. How old is his sister, Sarah? His sister is 11. Okay. Let's go ahead and actually get a little bit on the family themselves. What are they are they like? Like, do they like doing certain things? Are they a happy family? They're, they're pretty close. I mean, there's a big strain now. They're missing, you know, as you said, the patriarch, patriarch of the family yeah. is no longer with them. So the family dynamic's a little off. Everybody has to carry a little bit more than they're used to. So, and of course, the son, Johnny, too, he has a lot more to do now that old pa isn't here anymore. He has to really take these reins. Like what? What is there to do on this farm? So, you know, you got you got to deal with your crops. You got to deal with your animals. You got to deal with defending your homestead, too. Watching yeah. it, repairing it. I mean, you know, things aren't built. You got to build them yourself. You got to build them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> things just don't come built. Yeah, they That's don't come. True. You can't just get your whole uh, entire farm just delivered in. Things got to be built. you think a fence just comes like that and they just wrap it around you gotta build each thing what what kind of crops and animals do they have on this farm well as you know a texas staple would be wheat there's wheat around (laughs) and grazing animals we got some we got some sheep we got some lamb a few cows some chickens you know the usual they have a chicken coop Mm -hmm. 
It's Texas lamb. So they just grow wheat on the farm? Well, they grow wheat, potatoes, other roots, you know, things that are easier to grow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would think that in a, you know, where they have, they, if the farm is straight at the center where they are in Texas, they, they have every kind of uh, topographical region yeah, around like, them. Exactly. <laughs> and depending on where they are on the farm, they could just have different plants growing in different, mm-hmm. but uh, okay. Yeah. Things that are easier to grow because, <laughs> well, all right. Well, uh, as you know, the, the dad knows he's going to be leaving soon, so he needs to give something an easier uh, crop for his children. Oh, so and he's, he's doing true. the handicap. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be gone. I'm going to give you the easy crop. And these these things are going to be they're going to be easy to grow, and you can make money off of them. But they're not going to be so much where you have to have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Safety crops. Johnny One's a smart one. Let me tell you. All right. So uh, let's go ahead. And after the first day of working on the farm, Johnny Two goes to the room where they keep uh, their their meat and their beef this is where we're kind of getting into the very beginning of the story and finds that an animal has gotten in and is eating their food of course nick what animal is this so this would be a stray dog okay what kind of dog uh, it is a border collie a border, border collie, collie. Mm-hmm. okay because can you give me a little bit of information uh how much do you know about dogs you know i would not say that i'm the most renowned expert in the world, but I'm right behind him. <laughs> right behind. <laughs> yeah, and and can you give us a little bit more information on what uh, the border collie is like? Is there what at the time dogs were kind of bred to do jobs? What job was this dog bred to do? Border collie was more of like just a general, I would say, farm dog. They had a lot of things bred into them. They were good for, you know, herding, defending, looking out for the home, as well as just being a generally good dog. That makes sense with the sheep they have and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and the sheep, they also, need something to herd. For the, for the listeners at home, we do have a dog with us here. We are being authentic when we're taking uh, notes on this book. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, uh, so, of course, so they have a dog. It's eating their food. What does this family do with the dog? Well, of course, the son is, I mean, in a rage, of course, because, you know, this is meat that's prepared. You gotta let it salt, you dry it, it's being prepared, and it's what's gonna last them through the winter, through the harsh months. This is things they need to sell to keep the family going. So, of course, he's furious, so angry at the dog, and he's looking, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this dog out of here. And right before he does, he thinks, well, you know what? We don't have a dog around here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a farm dog. Yeah, we don't have a farm dog. And this and is mean, a dog bred to be on a farm. And this is a dog bred to be on a farm. Some might say an act of God, truly, that this dog has <laughs> been placed. <laughs> All right, so what? It, so he says, wait a minute, we don't have a dog. What's he going to do? Obviously, well, the dog loves this salted meat. So you know what we're going to do? This is some old, early dog training. You know, dog already likes the meat. We're going to ration this out to the dog, train the dog. With this meat. Uh, using the meat to so train gonna, the dog. Use the meat so to train the dog. They're going to keep the dog. Yep, they're going to keep the dog. So they keep the dog. Nick, what do they name the dog? Well, so this dog it has a, a, a few quirks about it. <laughs> so happens to be quite a, a, a loud dog. Very, very loud. Might as well, you would call it maybe a, a screamer or perhaps even a yeller. Oh! <laughs> uh, happens to be... A very, very loud dog, which is great on a farm. You need to be able to know where your dog is at all times. And as as you would know, for those of you who have read this book, the dog has a very unique fur coloration and has a very large stripe of gray across its back. And some would say that gray is more of a connotation for the elderly. So, I mean, you just combine those together. 
And at first they were like yeller old. Yeller old really doesn't roll off the tongue, so we're gonna go with old yeller. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! That's how they get the name. That's how they get the name. Wow! Yeah, I'm, I wish they would have went with yeller old. <laughs> yeah, yeller old just didn't quite roll off the tongue so, as well. So, so yeller well, old. And, and, and as you remember, that was actually the original name of that was the original title, and I think the publishers were like, "Yeah, your bestie yeah, wanted they, to they, call they, it that." Right? Yeller, they wanted to call it yeller old. Yeller old, and they're like, "I just don't think that's going to sell. I think old yeller is going to sell." And he, it was a hard sell for him, but he, I, I finally convinced him. I was the convincing factor. You were yes, great. Well, good job. Show. I think yeah, it goes to show how great you are at marketing. Yep. Um, so they name it Old Yeller of two things. The dog has a quirk of yelling. So they name it Old Yeller. And of course, because of the stripe that's on its back, that might indicate that it's old or, you know, that they just think is old. So they train the dog, uh, with the salted meats. What do they train it to do? Anything in particular? Oh, they got to train it to do a few things. There's a lot to do around this farm. You got to train it to herd those sheep they have you know keep watch also to protect the livestock as well you know make sure that the cows and everything and the chickens stay safe it's dangerous animals yep stay well, safe yeah so what would what would attack the the cows well, and i mean you gotta think about where they are right now i mean there's bears mountain lions coyotes coyotes roving yeah. bandits maybe even a wolf or two yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's dangerous okay so how long does it take them for to train this dog but it takes them close to about three to four months. So okay. we're, I, I, I didn't say this earlier in the story, but around the time the father left was around was around springtime. So we're moving into summer now. Okay. Yeah, so it's a few months in. They're finally getting the dog trained. They have it trained to, like, patrol the fences mm-hmm. around the areas to keep a watch out, make sure that all, all of the livestock are okay, to protect the family, things like that. So, uh, obviously over this time, uh, being uh, what people say is man's best friend, this dog becomes fond of the family and actually ends up staying around the farm as if it were, you know, the dog came in, but now the dog is kind of staying around the house, is staying around the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is its family now. And while the family is okay with this and they are, appreciate the dog being around, Occasionally, Old Yeller does cause some trouble around the farm. L- let's go ahead and get what are some of the little shenanigans that the dog gets into? Well, so there is one main issue during this time period of, you know, training a dog solely on with salted meat is that um, kind of gets at times a little dehydrated. So goes around. I mean, this dog is chugging water, chugging water day and night going around everywhere i mean local creeks everyone's houses their wells there's their drinking water (laughs) what's the what's the problem with that well the main problem with it is that he's just drinking all of it (laughs) all that water is going missing all of it this dog is single-handedly causing uh, a drought for the area. How many? How, how big is the area? Like, how many people are in this area? How big is this dog? Yeah. Yeah, how big <laughs> is this dog? Not that large of a dog. But let me tell you what. This dog is cycling through water rather. F- I mean, when you're only giving your dog salted meat, that's a lot of salt. <laughs> you you got to cycle it out. You know, you I didn't think of it that out. way. Honestly, I it makes a lot either. of sense. Yeah, you with, yeah, with all that salt, you got to have water to, yeah. to counteract yeah, the it. Bestie was really ahead of his time. Oh, my gosh. Um, so how do, how do people around, uh, react to that? All of a sudden their water is getting dried well, up. Do they know the, who's causing it? No, they don't. It, Cause it's just <laughs> happening at odd times. They, so people start going out to like investigate, like 
where the hell is all my water going? So they start checking everywhere around. They start like patrolling around creeks, looking in different water sources. You know, they have water pumps. And then finally they're like, well, I guess we need to go investigate our wells. Maybe there's a problem in the wells. So they start sending out people to investigate. And one of those things they do is send out the children to go investigate. The wells are nearby. They're very <laughs> easy to find. Um, they're not exactly like way out in the woods. You don't keep your 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 well so far away from your home. It's fairly close to the homestead. Right, right. So they send out uh, the children, uh, Jonathan and uh, Ma- uh, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. I said Mary. That's no, the mother. That's the mother. Uh, they send them out and, uh, you know, everybody's coming back to report. And there's just, you know, Sarah hasn't come back. Oh, shit. She hasn't come back from reporting. So... So they send out the children to figure out what's wrong with the well. Yep. Sarah goes out on her own? Yep, Sarah goes out on her own. She thinks, I'm, you know what? Pa isn't here, and my brother has taken all this weight on his shoulders. Ma's obviously stressed. I gotta help alleviate some of this. So I'm gonna go out and check on the well, too. What a great, what a great family goes dynamic. Goes out, checks on the well. As you know, 11-year-olds, not very tall. Can't really see over the edge of that well. So... <laughs> She decides to get a better look into the well. Gets up on the edge of that well and is looking down and is going, dang it, it's real dark. I can't really see that much in that well. Happens to lean over just a hair too far and falls straight into that well. What? Falls straight in that well. Little Sarah's stuck in the well. Sarah's stuck in that well. What happens? Well, she's stuck in that well. I mean, she's yelling out. She's screaming, but it's a deep damn well. It's a pretty darn deep well. I mean, she hit herself going down. She's crying out. And people at the homestead, I mean, they can't hear. Her brother can't hear. Mom can't hear. They're inside the house. They're doing their other jobs. So who's the one person that can hear? It's old Yeller. (laughs) Dogs can hear. Dogs, dogs can hear. Dogs have great hearing. And here's Contrary this, to popular belief. And this dog is going, what the hell is this? Gets up from its normal duties and runs over to that well. And he hears, old Yeller leans in and he's like, there's somebody in that well. Normally there's just water that I pull out and drink out. Of Does he recognize who it is? Yeah, there's now, there's now people. Of course, I mean, he's been spending months on this farm and he goes, oh damn, I know who that is. That's my Sarah. That's my Sarah. <laughs> so he runs back. He runs back straight to the homestead, and he's going absolutely ballistic. Yeah, he's barking, well, trying to get attention. They yell. Yeah, the he's yell yelling. Dog and everybody can hear. I mean, yeah, he's old yeller. I, everyone can hear this. They're like, what is that sound? It sounds like a gosh darn tornado siren. It's going. He's going ballistic. So they come out, and they're like, what is it? What's wrong? It's, what's, what's happening? And he's trying to, you know. Explain, but as you know, he's a dog. No hands. Can't speak English. Can't exactly Wait, hang say. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because he doesn't have hands, he can't speak English? No, I mean, well, you have, he can't speak English and he doesn't have hands. So you might be able to describe, like, something going on. Be like, hey, come here with me. Like, he can't, yeah, he can't do charades. He has to just kind of, like, run around and try and get their attention. And so the sun comes out and Jonathan, this has kind of been hidden up to this point. Jonathan's a bit of an animal whisperer. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of really good with animals. I mean, a not classic. just anybody can train a dog in three months, some stray random dog. A <laughs> classic Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, he's he's practically Dr. Doolittle all his time. And so <laughs> and so old Yeller's going crazy. And John's like, What what do you mean, boy? What's wrong? What's happening? And and old Yeller's screaming, yelling, practically blowing out everybody's eardrums. 
And finally, John gets the message like something with the well. And then old Yeller trying to clap his hands, but he can't going, yes, one word. You're got it. Go, go. <laughs> next one. Next one. Big, big thing. Big thing. Rocks, rocks. And, and, and John's like, oh my gosh, somebody's stuck in the well. Somebody's stuck in the well. So he goes, they start running. Him and old Yeller. It's just him. Mary, she's got everything. She's handling the homestead. She's like, oh, I mean, there's roving bandits around. You got to go deal with this, John. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like. She we can't leave. leave. She won't leave because of the bandits. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you don't in case know. they come, I have to stay here. They, exactly. They're, they're constantly hiding out. Yeah, they're waiting. waiting they're like, oh, they almost left. Damn yeah, it. they almost left. So he goes, and he's like, oh damn, he's old Yeller. Thank you so much. How are we gonna get her out of this gosh darn well? She's down there. I mean, as you know, wells rather deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, true. we we got we got a few options we can do. Yeah. Sarah, as he's yelling down. I mean, she's in a haze. She can barely understand what's going on. She hit her head a few times going down. She's practically out of it. And he's like, well, I got a few options. I can lower the bucket, and you can try and maneuver yourself into the bucket. Or me being trained by my father, who did live in Texas and is now a bison rider, happens to be quite good at lassoing. And I can try and lasso you out. Run it down. See if I can hook you. And she's just like, try to throw just a lasso down the well, down the well, and hook her up to drag her. Nick, up. how much do you know about lassoing? Quite a fair amount. Really? I've done it for years. That, well, wow, really? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Really. And I, as you know, this is probably the hardest technique there is in lassoing. Oh uh, yes, the Texas well lassoing. Yep, Texas yeah, well true. rescue. It's a hard, it's a hard <laughs> maneuver to pull. I mean, it's very thin opening. You got to be able to throw it straight down, wrapping around. It, it's hard. And you know yeah. he knows right now if the if the bucket if the bucket doesn't work like if she can't get into the bucket, I got to try this lasso. So what happens? So well, first he tries the bucket. She in the bucket? She tries to. She can't. She's so out of it. So day she has injuries. She can't maneuver herself to get in that bucket. She's trying to prop herself up on the wall, and she's like, I, I can't get out. I can't get out. You're gonna have to try something else. And he's like, All right, I'll do it. And he does it. He tries that old Texas well lasso. Winds it up, winds up his rope. Old Yeller's there giving him encouragement. Throws it down. Let me tell you what I said earlier. That this dog on this farm, being here as it was, was just a perfect storm. I mean, it was like a sign from God. And you could say that this lasso might have just in that moment been blessed by Jesus Christ himself. As it perfectly wraps around her waist and he's able to lift her out wow yep that's amazing able to just fully pull her out i mean she's got some injuries they're going to take some time to heal but all is well it's saved old yeller rewarded with yet another chunk of salted meat they haven't figured it out yet that he's the one causing the drought <laughs> they're causing their own problems yeah, yeah they are causing their own problems he drinks all the water from that well yep. as they're celebrating <laughs> yeah as they're celebrating they pull her out. They get her patched up. You know, they call in a doctor. As you know, there's not just like a, a doctor's practice just around. You have to send for one to come to your farm. It takes a couple weeks. Yeah, it does. It takes a couple <laughs> weeks. I mean, she is, she's not doing hot. It's not easy, but she, she gets through it. Wow. Yep. That's a great little side story. It is. And it got, it just goes to show that maybe there's more to this dog, to this farm, and to this family than what... Uh, eyes are telling us currently <laughs> that's fantastic all right well i think that's a great place for us to go ahead and take a break we'll be right back we want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you have any suggestions on which books you would like us to cover 
Have any complaints, comments, or hot takes on our podcast? Or if you simply want to say hi. You can find us on Twitter at no need to read pod, or you can email us at no need to read podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and back to the show. And welcome back. All right, so Old Yeller just saved little Sarah from the well. Um, doing so, uh, or he alerted Johnny too did the work of of, uh, lassoing his little sister out of the well after old Geller found her there. And so you have now gotten into the bulk of this book of the things, the bad things keep happening. As you said, this is dangerous land. It's dangerous territory and old yeller is constantly old yeller is constantly there and is is having to get them out of trouble so that is the first instance is that little sarah gets trapped in the well old yeller goes and and finds her and then goes and gets help Mm -hmm. um however this is not this is only the first inkling of trouble that happens in the story so we'll move on to the second so a few days later, two bulls uh, that are on the farm mm-hmm. are they start fighting, and their aggression starts to escalate to possibly put people and other animals in danger. Let's go ahead, Nick. Explain the situation here. Why are they fighting? Why are they getting so aggressive? Who is in danger, and then how is this resolved? Well, so the son is still relatively new to everything that he's doing on the farm. As some of you may know, you're not really supposed to keep two large, angry bulls That's in the true. same like pasture. You, you separate <laughs> them. True. You you keep them in separate areas. And him not really knowing all the nuances of having cows and bulls on his farm. He just kind of lumps them all together. You know, that's that other pasture is land that can be used for crops. So let's put all the cows together into one pen, <laughs> which happens to be not a great idea. Got Both Johnny the bulls too. are now kind of fighting over what is theirs in the pen, like which cows are theirs. The bulls, I mean, they are practically ramming at each other all the time. And I mean, that's dangerous not only for the bulls themselves, but for all the other cows there too. I mean, you know cows, they aren't exactly the fastest. However, when a bull charges, it's rather fast. And it's just the rest of the cows really can't get out of the way in time. So, I mean, they're stampling. They're, they're not. They're, they're trampling and stampeding, if you didn't know. Strampling is also another word you can use for that. Um, and they're rushing around. And, I mean, these are not massive fences. This isn't, this isn't Jurassic Park. We don't have massive girders with electric wire guarding all these. I mean, these are small fences built by a young boy. So he he has to kind of make the decision of, A, what do I do? We've already used that other pasture for crops. Like, we've already planted them. So how do I get these two bulls apart? I mean, if they keep stampeding as they are, there's a chance they could break out, go onto other people's property, kill their the other cows they have, or kill each other, and then they'd be left with so no bulls. It makes bulls. sense. Just put them all in one place and just hope for the best. Yeah, and hope for the best. Gotcha. And unfortunately, hoping hasn't worked Great. Uh, this part. So, <laughs> they start uh, fighting. The yeah, the mother bulls. is trying prayer in the household. Unfortunately, prayer isn't getting the bulls to fight because <laughs> bulls, as you know, Man. don't know what God is. So they, they can't get any answers from them. 
thoughts and thoughts and prayers to the bulls. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to those bulls, but they aren't listening. All right. So what's uh, what's what do they try to do to get these bulls to stop? So as you know, the boy he is quite good with a lasso, but I mean these are these are bulls. Yeah, these the, are big, big the, bulls. The strength of a 15-year-old boy probably isn't going to go up against two bulls. Yeah, I mean, if you were to put them both in, like, just a match of strength, I think the uh, the boy would most likely definitely lose. Yeah, how many 15-year-old boys have a strength of one bull? I would say probably around uh, 50 to 55. Gotcha, thank you. You need to match the strength <laughs> of a full bull. And, uh, so we're so, talking 100, 100 power here. Yeah, yeah we're, this, this ain't easy. So the boy's going through his head. He's like, what can I do to separate these bulls? I mean, I could at least, I don't know, maybe put the bull, like have, cycle the bulls out at least. Like put mm-hmm. one in a smaller pasture and then cycle them out from time mm-hmm. to time. You know, at least to give them a better like grazing area. So he's like, what can I do? And Old Yeller, being the brilliant dog that Old Yeller is, knows that after he, I mean, he's traveled. He's an older dog, as you can tell. That's why he's Old Yeller. Um has been traveling around and knows a bit about bulls. However, dogs are colorblind. So Old Yeller knows that massive, like, sheets that they wave in front of bulls. He's seen it before. Uh, Make them go wild and fight. The the waving of the sheet. Yes, but doesn't know that it's supposed to be a colored sheet. So Old Yeller runs into the house, grabs a bed sheet, and pulls it out and... Pulls it out and throws it out there. And he's like, he's going crazy over it. And and John, Johnny, is looking there over it. And he's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? You just brought me a big old sheet, old yeller. What is this? And then it finally clicks for him. A thing that his old dad used to say, Jonathan first. He's like, little did you know, cows, much like birds, put a big sheet over them. They think it's night to go to sleep. <laughs> So, so Johnny has to make a mad dash out there, and Old Yeller's gonna help. I mean, those bulls are still fighting, but they have to stop them somehow. So, they both make a mad dash, each of them holding one side of the sheet. They're running, <laughs> they're sprinting, and they manage to barely, barely get over and cover the first one. Oh now, gosh. bulls have no object permanence, so now there's just an angry bull who was fighting another bull. That bull's gone all of a sudden. And now there's just two things out here that he doesn't, that he's not recognizing. Because, I mean, oh, he's in a fuck. He's so angry. He's, he's fuming. So they have to then make a mad dash out of the pasture, barely make it out, grab another sheet, run out, and just barely get it over that second bull. Calm them down. And then him and Old Yeller take up the near Herculean task of dragging one of the bulls out to a separate pasture. Wow. And, I mean, this was very, I mean, this could have ended horribly there were some near scrapes with death yeah lucky here. lucky old yeller really knew about matadors and yeah stuff. old yeller very knowledgeable dog some would say maybe even blessed <laughs> it was it was a dog sent from god yeah yeah, like said earlier, yeah. <laughs> sent from god to the godless land of texas <laughs> oh my gosh some some dogs play basketball some dogs play matador or, yeah mm-hmm. Old Yeller, practically the air bud of this era. I'm surprised Disney left this out of the adaptation. You know, I know. It's wild. It would have been so much more entertaining. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, you have to think this is nearly PG-13. I mean, they're they're scraping death at every That's corner true. here. That's true. You can't show that. Yeah, yeah especially in you know in the 50s. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So after this event, this is now the second time that Old Yeller has either has both saved the family. 
and has and or has averted near catastrophe. Yes. Um, and after this event, the whole family has really come to really look back on and say, this dog is indispensable. This dog is, uh, this is our family. We really love this dog. He is ours. And, and so that is now solidified in the book. Um, so the next day, uh, a neighbor by the name of Bud stops by with his daughter, Lisbeth. Uh, and they let the family know that there have been reports of animals in the area with hydrophobia. Mm-hmm. Nick, can you please explain what this disease is and why it is so dangerous? Hydrophobia is also known as rabies. Rabies ah. is uh, a disease that inflicts upon animals that makes them uh, have an aversion to water, but also want to madly attack like they're going insane. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is that they're absolutely terrified of water even when it's been in the few cases that it's inflicted humans they have to pin them down literally like strap people down just to hydrate them because they will flee from water it's truly terrible it is it's a terrifying illness and i mean when an animal gets it or a human i as you know it does have a hundred percent fatality rate so there's no cure there is no cure the only thing that you can do if you are like a human or animal is get a rabies vaccine very quickly after being infected. Now it has to be very fast. Like it'll start, it kicks in very quickly. So you need to get treated very fast. Leave this podcast very scared of rabies. Well, but see, (laughs) here's the main issue. And we're going all the way back a little earlier. Old yeller drinking up all that water. There's a drought. Now all these animals with rabies, I mean, there's no more water (laughs) to be around. They're not afraid anymore. They're not afraid anymore. They can cross those creeks that are all dried up. The wells <laughs> are empty because old yellers drank so all that water. So it's doubly dangerous. It's doubly dangerous <laughs> because one now. normally hydrophobia they would they'd be scared of water. Yes, but they would be like mad crazy. Mm-hmm. Now they're mad crazy and aren't afraid of water. <laughs> yeah, because there is no water. <laughs> there's no water. So there's there's no more bear. It was kind of like the moat around the castle. It's gone. They've lost a major <laughs> line of protection. Okay. Yep. All right. Wow. So this has now been this has been let known that there have been animals around that have, have they have hydrophobia and that being on a farm with animals they need to watch out yes. for sure. other yeah. animals that have that possibly might have hydrophobia uh, or as you say rabies. Um, so moving on, one day a man by the name of Burn Sanderson shows up at the farm mm-hmm. and says that he has been moving a group of cattle, a group of cattle herding dogs through the state and he has lost one named big yeller obviously old yeller is this man's dog who Mm -hmm. came in later so nick please explain how does the family react to this news and how does this scene play out they are i mean they're so worried i mean they don't have truly uh, the rights to this dog i mean yeah it's been living at their farm this whole time but They've, they've trained it. They've raised it. It's a part of the family, but not in a legal sense. They don't own that dog. Right. That was truly a lost dog that is owned by someone else. So it, it becomes quite an issue. That that man is like, that's my dog. You need to give him back. And of course, they're at the farm. I mean, he's he's a part of the family. I mean, he's helped so much. Yeah. He's done a, 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 a amazing things for this family. He's protected them. He saved them. And they are they are not taking no for an answer they're not saying you can take our dog this is their dog it's for the homestead well this guy's threatening he's like i'll bring in i'll bring in the sheriff 
Like, I mean, we're <laughs> oh, going to. Oh, wow. So we, he really. He's probably got papers. Yeah, he's got papers that shows like, I own this many dogs. They look like this. Mm-hmm. That dog is part of my, my, my whole like herd of sheepdogs. And he goes, well, oh, uh, Johnny the second is starting to think, what am I going to do? I mean, I love this dog. I mean, it's, it's practically family. What am I going to do? So in his mind, he goes through two major scenarios. He's like, well, this guy, I mean, how long has it been since he's seen another person? I mean, there's not a lot of people out here. <laughs> no! Yeah, I, said, I said it's two scenarios, so hold on. I'm still explaining the first okay, one. Okay, 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 and he's okay, like, okay. you know, maybe, maybe I just, we get rid of him. We, we find somewhere to bury him. Wow. We get rid of this guy, and we we send those sheepdogs on their way and say we found this massive herd. And we report it to the sheriff, and then we they can they can handle it. And you know, some would say that's the will of the devil coming to that boy. <laughs> now, old Yeller, he senses this, being a blessing from Jesus Christ the Lord, <laughs> knows that this this is not the path. We cannot we cannot harm this man, even though in a legal sense, I am beholden to this other man. But as you know, mortal laws do not affect God's dogs. So he's like, we're going to get out of this. How are we going to get out of this? He says, comes over. He comes over to Johnny the second. And he gives him, he nudges over a, a little thing to him. And Johnny the second looks over. Now this is a pair of sheep shears. Because as you know, they have lambs. They have other things here. They have sheep. Guess what? I ain't ever heard of any naked sheepdogs running around here. So he goes, shaves Old Yeller. Completely <laughs> shaves all of Old Yeller. I mean, this dog is is naked as a newborn babe. Okay. And they they say, no. When he when he comes back the next day, because he's already been there once and he's been like, okay, That's so my this dog. is within a day. Yeah, this is within a day. They didn't just say one second. Go no, the this is within a day. He's like, <laughs> he, he came. He came I'll, be, he, I'll be right back. Go look for that dog. dog. Yeah, he's like, I'll be back for that dog tomorrow. So what happens is he comes back, and they, they've been planning out. Johnny the second, Mary and Sarah, they, they've been they've been cooking up this plan. So what they do is they 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 throw down because you know they gave they gave old Yeller a collar, and. They throw that collar like into the woods and they, they make him a new collar for that day for Old Yeller. They go this and he comes back. He's like, where the hell's Old Yeller? And he's like, I don't know. He just ran off in the woods there. I mean, you see his collar right over there. I mean, he went crazy. And he's like, well, who the heck is that dog? And I mean, he comes out and it's like, it's a naked dog. No hair. Different collar. That's I mean, Bradley, you can't even tell the same. As you know, with border collies, I mean, they got a lot of hair on him. It's hard to tell that that's the same dog. And he's a little suspicious. So he's like, make a dog bark. And they start to get a little pale. Because as you know, Old Yeller. He's a yeller. He's quite a yeller. And Old Yeller, being the blessed dog that he is, makes the quietest little yelp. Can you give, can you give us an example of what it sounds like? And that's it. Beautiful. Just a little, and he only does that. And that guy goes, well, you know, I guess it can't be Old Yeller. Old Yeller's a loud dog. I'll go looking for him, but uh, thank you all for your time. And I'm, I'm sorry that he ran off. I'll go look, and um, if you see him, please let me know. And they say, we will, sir. Of course. Wow. This is the smartest dog yeah, that's really. ever existed. It truly, goodness. Like, it knows. <laughs> <laughs> it knows. I mean, I thought I was like, that's a smart dog when it was like, hey, there's someone in the well. Yep. 
But then it's a smart dog because it knows how to be a matador. And yeah. then it knows how to disguise itself. <laughs> it knows how to disguise itself mm-hmm. and basically act like a completely different dog. Yep. Truly amazing. Wow. Practically one of the smartest animals possibly to ever exist. <laughs> okay. Well, the now the next crisis averted. It seems like Old Yeller is going to stay on the farm. It is it is this Thank farm's God. dog. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Because I don't know what this family would do without this dog. Yeah. So many th- people would be dead. The farm would probably be gone. Um. So. Oh, good shake our, from our own resident our dog. dog. Yep, from the resident dog here. I mean, he's acknowledging that he knows Old Yeller. <laughs> he, he knows the he's legends. Also a smart dog. The legends of Old Yeller. Uh, so the next day, um, uh, Johnny Two sets off with Old Yeller to tag and castrate male hogs that are not necessarily living on the farm, but are living around the farm. That way, they, that way we can, they can. A, keep control of them, the population, and keep track of them. Um, so this is obviously a frightening task as they are wild hogs. Mm-hmm. But he is able to do so with the help of Old Yeller. Um, but later, and, and so he does this, and later he finds out that some of the hogs had wandered off before he was able to uh, tag them. And he goes looking for them, but it turns out that this is the next point that he is put in danger. Like he, the the idea of tagging these hogs and castrating them, that is pretty dangerous. But him yes. and Old Yeller have worked it out. We don't have to go into it. Mm-hmm. But it does not go so well when they go to find the ones that have kind of wandered off. Explain to us what happens and how this becomes one of the most gruesome part of the books. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know about pigs, hogs, hogs, hogs. Hogs are, are feral pigs, and hogs and pigs are very intelligent animals. I mean, they know when they're in danger. They can recognize faces, solve basic problems. That's true. And they see from a distance, they see what's happening with Old Yeller and Johnny too. And they go, we're not going to let this guy do this shit to us. <laughs> we're not going to take this from some little brat and a nearly hairless dog. I mean, it's been a while, so he's grown some hair back. But, I mean, he's still he still looks kind of gross. So they say... These pigs are thinking to each other, you know what, no. We're not going to take it. And they run off. And they run off quite a distance to a fair little, little clearing out of the way. And I mean, there's about, there's about six or seven of them. And they line in the woods, like around this field. They're, they're getting ready. They're, they're like, we're not going to let them do this. We're they're lined up. Oh my, they're organized. They're organized. These pigs are organized. These hogs they're going, are organized. They're going to that's, war. That's what, happens, <laughs> that's what happens when too many of them get together. They organize. Yep. Make <laughs> mm-hmm. a militia. Yep. So, so they're basically ready to charge as they approach. Yep, they, they have one hog out in, the, in, that, in that field, like a decoy. Oh my gosh. And they're waiting. And that, I mean, they're waiting for him. Please. Right out there. Please tell us what happens. What happens is, well, I mean... Johnny doesn't exactly have the full, like, know-how that his father did. I mean, his father was, as you know, a Civil War vet. I mean, he knows, oh, he knows oh. tactics. Oh, I didn't know this part. Yeah, he, he knows tactics. What side of the war, Nicholas? We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's Texas. We can make some assumptions. assumptions. Yeah, we can make some assumptions. <laughs> and he knows some basic, you know, war tactics. But, I mean, these aren't your Civil War tactics. These are hog tactics. <laughs> 
This is new kinds of warfare. <laughs> Hactics, if you yeah. will. This Hactics is a man versus man. This is man versus nature. Exactly. Versus hog. Versus, versus hog. Go- governmental organized nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and out there, I mean, he he's lining up. I mean, he's going to take that shot, tag that pig, knock it out, and then also, you know, castrate, tag it. Old Yeller knows something's wrong. Old Yeller can hear. As you know, Old Yeller has great hearing. It's great hearing. And he hears them. He hears those hogs. And he's like, wait a second. I see one. I hear a lot more. Something ain't right. So he stands in front of Johnny, too. He's like, you don't go in there. He's like, he's firm. He's firm standing. He's like, you can't go in there. Johnny, too, is like, but I got Old Yeller. I got to do this. I mean, we can't <laughs> let these just wild pigs be out here. I mean, these wild hogs, they're, they're going to spread. They're going to have... Tons of little wild hog babies. And what happens when you have an overpopulation of hogs? They stampede. They go looking for food, and they'll go wherever they need to. Yeah, they will. Houses, homestead, doesn't matter. They'll trample to get in there to get that food. So he knows this could be the end of his family's way of life if those hogs keep going. And Old Yeller realizes this as well and knows that. You know, we solved the last situation, you know, with the, with the, with the man who owned all the other sheepdogs. Like, violence wasn't the answer there. However, hogs are not loved by God. <laughs> Dirty beasts. Dirty beasts. <laughs> so old Yeller yells, yells at Johnny too. And he says, he, he's essentially telling him, he's like, you need to go back. I got this. And Johnny too, he gets the message. He's like, all right, he, I'll he go. He communicates that very well. He, well, he's barking at him to so leave. Old, I mean, this is an Yelly, angry bark. Old Yeller's going to take this on his own? Old Yeller's going to take this out on his own. Oh, no. How many hogs How are many there? How many hogs? Yeah. Seven wild hogs. Seven Jesus against fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. But as you know, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. <laughs> and by God, is Old Yeller a strong warrior? He's old. He's a veteran. These hogs, they're young. They're young fighters. They think they can take him. No, old yellow. I mean, he's bouncing through the trees, running through the field. He's taking them out one by one. He is killing these hogs. I mean, it is a slaughter. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. It is covering the ground. I mean, it is everywhere. Wow. Blood everywhere. He takes these hogs down, and he eventually drags their corpses back. Wow. Does he get hurt at all? He does. You know, as you know. It's not easy to take down seven wild yeah, hogs on your own. They have those mm-hmm. tusks. Old Yeller does not come out unscathed. He loses an eye. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. So this eye, this eye poked out. Dust, hairless <laughs> that's dog. All, that's, all, <laughs> that's all he loses? That's all he loses. Yeah, it's like he didn't have all that fur to kind of even like... For defense. Yeah. yeah. Man, he was still bold enough to go out there. He's still bold dog. enough to go oh out there. God, so he loses an eye. Which eye? His left eye. Left eye. Gotcha. All right. Well, so he takes down all seven hogs. All seven hogs and brings loses them back. Loses an eye. Does that affect him in any way? Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, half his vision's now gone. You know, it's a lot harder to see things when you can only see out of one side. Especially when you're in this hellhole of Texas. Yeah, you have... I mean, look at all the dangers that have been around them at all times. I mean, the wild hogs, the bulls, you gotta be able to see everything around you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... Crisis averted? Crisis averted. Barely, but averted. These these battles, they're getting they're getting tougher by the day. And what do you, does that send a message to the rest of the hogs? It does. The, they, they realize, oh damn. <laughs> hey, they are not to be messed with. But if we are gonna mess with them... And we might need to come up with a new plan. The dogs are like, let's get out of Texas. Yep. 
<laughs> so we've seen so crisis averted this is the third crisis that old yellers pulled them out third crisis this this is made up a good bulk of the book and i think it's a good time we'll go ahead and move towards the end yep as you know as we all know this ultimately is a bit of a tragic story it is we've built up old yeller he is a, a god a literal godsend mm-hmm. he's one of the smartest dogs probably to have ever lived yes he loves this family the family loves him he has protected them constantly averted one crisis to the next but this doesn't end well no it does not tell us nicholas what is the final and tragic event and how does this story end so as you know recently they've dealt with the hogs however there are still many out there i mean they've been castrated and tagged the ones that are left but there's still quite a few hogs out and, there and what else is out there yeah i think coyotes Mm-hmm. wolves mountain lions bear too and without the rivers without the rivers they're all dried up that hydrophobia too mm-hmm. starts to spread it goes from we don't know where it started with we just know that it's out there that that old hydrophobia and it spreads and it spreads them wild hogs oh no <laughs> oh no and there's nothing worse than a horde of angry infected hogs <laughs> with a vendetta they remember what happened to their brethren in that field and they direct their rage oh they direct that rage right at the homestead they storm it <laughs> wait the whole home they they well the homestead they storm the outer fences they're going through they're trampling the crops they're running in they're going absolutely ballistic Explain what's going through the mind of the family and the dog when this happens. So as soon as they hear, they hear this crashing sound. I'm like, what the hell could that be? I mean, is, is something happening? Are the bandits finally here? No, it's not those bandits that they've been waiting for the whole time. It's not them. The bandits are watching like, oh yeah, shit. They, they're, they're watching out there. The bandits with the red herring. It's really yeah, the hogs. Yeah, the bandits. They want you to think that's going to be bandits at the end of the day. It's not. It's those gosh darn hogs. Those infected hogs. Yep, and they storm. They go through. They crash the gates. And they go, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. I mean, we're just... We're a boy, a young girl, an older mother, and one dog. One one-eyed dog. One, one-eyed dog. Yeah, he's down. So what do they do? They know that they got to they got to take up arms. They got to defend. This oh is so. This God. is a two-story ranch house. So they're like, we'll get up to the top. We barricade ourselves in. We get up there, and so they do. They barricade themselves in. They 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 block the staircase. They put all the furniture there. They're up there. These hogs. They've stormed the gates. They've gone through. They're infecting the cattle. They're infecting oh everything. They trample the hens. They trample the crops. They're killing the cows. The bulls don't stand a goddamn chance. They are destroying How many this farm. Are there? There's around forty to fifty wild feral hogs yes! infected with hydrophobia. They're going insane. They're going ballistic. They've stormed into the home. They're eating everything. And they're not stopping until that dog is good and dead. And old Yeller knows this. He knows as he's sitting up there, as they're as the as the family's taking pot shots at these pigs, I mean they're not going down. These hogs ain't going down. He knows the only way they're going down is if all those hogs die. Or if old Yeller takes one for the team. Oh no. But old Yeller, one of God's strongest warriors. <laughs> is not going down without a fight. He oh. is taking them hogs with him. Yeah. 
So he he jumps out that second story window. He goes down and he fights them. He starts fighting these pigs, these hogs. He's taking them one by one. One hog down, two hogs down. I mean, he's got about eight or nine hogs down. There's like 40 of them. There's, There's 40, like 40, 40 to 50. To 50. <laughs> and it's that old eye. Can't see anything coming from the left side. He's got he's got a blind spot. He's got a blind spot. His entire left side of him. The entire left side of him. Let me tell you what. There's one of the hogs that's barely got a mind left. Mind consumed with that hydrophobia. But he can tell there's an opening. And he runs straight in. Rams right into old yeller. I mean, practically rips him apart. Disembowels him. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Does it kill him right away? or No. Because as you know, Old Yeller, his God's strongest warrior. <laughs> and another thing that you should be knowing that's been happening this whole story, Old Yeller's been drinking all that water. All that water. And he just got disembowled. <laughs> water. Holy water starts pouring out of him. And those hogs, they all see it. And they scream and shout in fear. And they run off. They all flee. They're gone. They're so scared of that water pouring out of old Yeller. They're terrified and they run off and they're never seen again. The fear of God putting in them hogs. <laughs> but all's not well. Old Yeller's, he's there. I mean, he's lying down. He's he can't stand up anymore. He's a wounded soldier on the field of battle. And if he's been gored by the hogs, that means he probably has hydrophobia. He does. Has that old hydrophobia. He knows it. It hasn't kicked in yet, but he knows it. So they come out. They 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 break through their own barricade. They come out. And Johnny too. He runs out, slides down on his knees. He's like, "Old Yeller, Old Yeller, what am I gonna do? I I can't do it, Old Yeller." Old Yeller nudges him, nudges him to his hip, where he's got that old pistol. As a cowboy. As a cowboy should. As a cowboy did. He has it. He nudges him and he gives him a look in his eyes that says, This is just one stage of my life. I must go and serve in heaven. <laughs> my mortal battles are done. I have done all I can. You must, this is your final test, Johnny 2. As you know, Johnny 2, he did tag those hogs. He castrated those hogs. But he has never killed before. This is the final lesson. That sometimes one must take a life. To save others. So Johnny too. He tells Mary and Sarah, you gotta go back in the house. Nobody should see this. I gotta see this. And he knows, as he cocks that hammer, that he truly is the master of this homestead now. He's the only one left. He has the lessons that have been taught to him by old Yeller. He's gotta live on. They gotta rebuild. And that's a strong battle for a tough warrior. As he finally puts down old Yeller. Wow. They give him a burial, a full one. He's a family member. Mm -hmm. They bury him, tombstone and everything, right next to that old well. Some say he's still drinking up the water that day. That well's never been drier. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> yep. Wow. Wow. Truly. I can see why this become, has become a classic. Yeah. And I think it stood the test of time. Oh, definitely. I think this is a... <laughs> very, very topical. Very topical. All, I, droughts, wild hogs. Droughts, wild hogs. I, 
infectious diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Topics we're still discussing today. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, what what would you say now that we've ended the book? What is the overall theme? What's the message that we're supposed to get from this book? The theme is moving into adulthood and responsibilities. It's a coming of age story. The coming of age story. And it's definitely how, as you can tell, there's a very big Christian undertone here. Yeah, it's huge. Yes, definitely. Is that, you know, there are lessons that God can give through whatever it may seem, you know, through a dog even. And that seems a little strange, but, you know, there's lessons to be learned. And that, you know, sometimes you have to let somebody else take the reins and show you how it's done. But eventually, you got to take over. You got to become the leader of your own homestead. This really is a boomer book. Mm-hmm. It really true. is. Yeah, wow. really is. Well, I told you, it's why it became such a big stable. Yeah, it's sense. a huge right? stable baby so It came out in the 50s. This is came like bread the, and yeah. butter for the 50s. Yeah, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. You know? So how would you rate this book, Nick? In, in any scale, any rating, what would you rate it? You know, I think I'd rate this around... 40 out of 50 wild hogs. <laughs> pretty fair. good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the book? Oh, definitely when Old Yeller had the idea to be shaved to get out of uh, being sold back. <laughs> what, what about you, Justin? Oh, my favorite part was the matador. Oh, good. You know, good, good. That he had enough knowledge to know that when you put a sheet over a bull's head object permanence goes out the window that's great mine for the record was the well that was that was the well uh, it's hard to beat it's hard to beat wow all right well thank you all for uh listening tuning in uh please join us next time when we discuss war and peace, and peace.